Today on Real Ghost Stories Online, what was the dark mist that seemed to suddenly appear in a bedroom and disappear just as fast as it came? Welcome to Real Ghost Stories Online. Call in your real ghost story now at 855-853-4802 or write in at realghoststoriesonline.com. Possibly the undead. This is Real Ghost Stories Online. That it is. 855-853-4802 is our phone number at Real Ghost Stories Online to share your real ghost stories with us. Uh, And of course, if you like the program, become an extra podcast person, get access to the bonus episodes, the advanced episodes, the whole archive, all of it ad-free, no commercials, so you can sit there and just binge away. Uh, with all the ghost stories, the largest uh, ar- audio archive of ghost stories ever created is what it is. Uh, again, ghostpodcast.com or patreon.com slash real ghost stories to get in on all of that. It's Tony and Todd with you on today's episode of the program. What's going on? The intro that you just did for the, uh, the first story um, mm-hmm. reminded me that I had kind of a wicked dream last night. I don't remember the dream itself, mm-hmm. but... You know how I, I don't know how you are about like your bedroom, but I have always needed to have my bedroom set up so that I can see the doorway from my bed. So I could never have the headboard mm-hmm. on the same wall as like the door. That would sure. freak me out. So I woke up last night from the dream and I swear I saw first off a shadow move from the doorway and and kind of like quickly move to the right. Mm. And then seeing out in the hallway, there were these colorful lights that were glowing in the hallway. And you're awake. And and I'm awake. Now, here's two things. Number one, I have really bad eyesight. So, uh, you know, if there was something out there, I'd never be able to tell exactly what it was. And I'm sure my eyes were playing tricks with me, but it was so freaky because it was like so real and i don't even remember what the dream was about i don't think the dream was all that creepy it was once i woke up from it yeah that that took place and then you know then you're sitting there and your heart's racing a little bit and you're thinking why are these weird lights mm-hmm. out in my hallway this it's not making sense so maybe it's time to sage the house Listen, I would think with all the, uh, you know, the uh, incense and candles that I burned, that yeah. that would be enough. But maybe I do have to bring in a Catholic priest because yeah. I've got that one sewing room upstairs that's filled with flies. <laughs> and whenever I go in there, it says, get out, something it, like that. It's always bizarre. And it always seems to be sewing rooms that are, have the bad rap. I don't know why that is. But yeah. <laughs> Especially at Gein's because, you know, he had nipple belts and stuff. Oh, God. Yes. Oh. God, I did get some sage. I picked up uh, the uh, smudge sticks at uh, the Whole Foods because that's the only place I knew where I could get them. And uh, yeah, I, I I walked the house. I did, and I don't know. I don't know if it, it feels that much different, but um, I just thought, you know, it's just it's been a rough year and uh, just the negativity and all that. And let's just try this, <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. You know how much it does. I I tend to think that it does have some uh, positive qualities to it. But I think even if it just does nothing more than change your mindset Mm -hmm. about the year that you've been through and things that have gone on in the past, I think that's a positive thing too. So you're right. I've got Sage. I just need to do it. Yeah. 
No, I, I don't know. Like I, maybe more, more than one application as well. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, knowing the year you've gone exactly. through, you may want to like plan out a couple of week program there. For it's, that. Like, uh, it's like you're using a whole bottle of shout on this shit to make it. Uh, <laughs> That's right. So, yeah, maybe more than one. Uh, 855-853-4802 is our phone number here at Real Ghost Stories Online to share your real ghost stories with us. Let's go to our first story. It says, my eyes snapped open, head jerking to the right, just in time to see the mist collecting in the open closet. Mist somehow darker than the pitch black room. I knew what would happen next. It had happened every night that week. The mist would condense, solidify, and would take form, a figure. Mere silhouettes, though he was every time I saw that tall, broad-shouldered form lumber out of the closet to resume a familiar position in the bedroom doorway. My heart would start to beat out of my chest. I wanted to run, but somehow I knew passing through this shadow man was the worst thing I could do. There was no choice but to lie there under his gaze and wonder if anything awful had ever happened in this apartment. Indeed, the complex itself was aggressively average for a college town. Nothing ominous except a faulty boiler and a few rusted uh, air, cor- air-, air cons. My roommate Danny and I thought they were getting a good deal for a couple of undergraduates, despite the fact that we had to share a bedroom. But well, I'll skip to the, I'll skip the cliches and just say that it felt like there was something off about our unit as soon as we moved in, even when I was opening the blinds and turning on all the lights, which I became obsessive about as time went on. Nothing could overcome the persistent dinginess of the place. There were also a lot of trivial things that started happening. Appliances, for instance, seemed to have a mind of their own with a microwave continuing to turn itself on after we had unplugged it. It was funny at first, but as time went on, trivial things became important things, all of which seemed to center around me specifically. I was the only one who would hear the weird noises, who would see the shadows out of the corner of my eye and feel the breathing down the back of my neck. I suppose that is what made it so easy to doubt myself, even after I started waking up to the figure. A mental health episode, given especially the amount of academic stress I was under, it seemed like a much more likely explanation than a haunting I even started to wonder if I had a neurological problem since every day came with some awful combination of headaches, nausea, vision problems, and bad balance. All these physical symptoms could have been blamed on fatigue from the nightly visions, sure, but they continued even after I moved back to my parents for the summer and my sleep returned to normal. In fact, I did not start to feel better until the exact day that my lease in the department expired. A coincidence which convinced me my symptoms had most likely been psychological. I would have happily lived with that explanation, too, if it were not for the FaceTime I received from Danny about a year afterwards. Did you ever have any weird dreams at our old place, he blurted. I, why? I just got off the phone with my sister. When she used to stay over at the that place in the air mattress between our beds, she would have this dream about a shadow popping out of the closet to stare at you. It bothered me because I used to have that exact dream all the time. And the color drained from my face. I used to see the same thing. How come you never said anything? I didn't want to freak you out. I know you actually believe in that kind of stuff. But I can make you believe too. Hang on. I had a mutual friend of the call. Mike, when you used to stay over and I left for the summer, where did you sleep? Your bed. Did you ever have any weird dreams? Uh, Yeah, actually. I used to dream about this black shadow standing over the bed. I don't know why, but... Somehow, I always felt like he was mad that 
I was there instead of you. This time, it was Danny who went pale. So then it really wasn't a dream after all, now was it? That's the story. It always seems to be that way when somebody experiences um, paranormal activity. They kind of keep it to themselves. And I, I know we've talked about it several times, but while we were working at that radio station, we all had things happen. We kind of never said anything. And then one day, and I don't remember why it happened, uh, somebody brought it up and then everybody had their stories and some of yeah. them were very, very similar. And so it's, it's in interesting to me how, how we keep that stuff inside because we're afraid people will think we're crazy. And then just by asking, did you ever have anything happen? Yeah. All this stuff comes flying out. I remember that. I was like, all of a sudden, it was like the floodgates opened. And I was just like in heaven because I'm like, this is ghost stuff. And it's in the building I'm in. This is so cool. <laughs> well, And I think stuff happened even with me. I remember like the list of things that happened. Yeah. Yeah. And 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 not remembering them all mm -hmm. because they had, had taken place over a number of years. Sure. And then you're going, well, this happened and that happened. And then someone would say, well, I have had that happen too. You know, and it's like. Yeah. What the heck? What was the the strangest one for you at that building? Um, the, there was a couple creepy ones. Number one, I remember getting there really early in the morning because I'd get there first and I would, you know, do everybody's show prep for them because they were <laughs> lazy. But at any rate, um, I walked to the bathroom and when I came back out, the kitchen area was right next to where the bathrooms were mm -hmm. and the micro microwave was running. It didn't make any sense to me. But then that same morning later on, I went to the copy copier fax machine room. And mm -hmm. as I walked in, there was a figure standing there that was there for about two seconds, three seconds, and then he vanished away. And so mm -hmm. that was really creepy. The other one was always working there late at night. Yeah. On one side of the building, <laughs> usually uh, running, you know, the studio for like high school football or high school basketball. And feeling and hearing children playing in the hallway behind the studio. And, and you had, you talked about the kid thing before. I never felt the kid thing, but I mean, I spent a good, you know, four years uh, in that building almost every night, super late at night. And I, it's funny, I never had the kid thing, but I would have other things in there. At but night. you were on the other side of the building primarily, right? You were in, you were now, on the TCXI, right? I would run back and forth. I mean, okay. yeah, because there was a lot of times um, I was just playing in the production room before I even was on the air. So I was over on, on the sunny side quite a bit. Um, but it, it was always the one of the weird things was the phone lines that would light up. Um, it's solid as if people were like on them in the building when there was nobody else there. Um, there was there, there was a presence to that build. There was a presence in that building. You just you never felt alone, even when you were alone. Right. And to me, my thought process was always that because they were separate buildings combined, mm -hmm. it almost felt like one side was one thing and the other side was another. I never felt yeah. like it was combined stuff. It felt like different places. Yeah. In between the, and it's like literally just a door that separates. Um, but you're right. The one side did have a, I thought the, the, the side with sunny 97 on felt a lot warmer. I felt better on that side than I did on the other side. Yeah. That side to me felt more family like, and that's where I would feel the kids playing and running down the hall and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that side for me was always kind of more of a friendly kind of thing. The other side 
almost had a little bit of like an anger feel yeah. to it. Like, what what are you doing here so late? Why are you doing this? You know, that it kind did. of thing. Yeah, yeah, you're exactly right. No, I completely agree. I the uh, the strangest thing that ever happened to me would uh, I didn't I've I've never seen anything there, but I wonder if I would have been a little bit quicker if I would have seen something when this one happened. It was a Sunday. I was sitting at uh, the programming desk and I'm just working on something. I think it was a music log. And um, I hear what sounds like keys and papers being rustled and then someone walking down towards the newsroom. I'm thinking it's our news director. And I'm like, hey, Greg. And I don't hear anything back, but I figure, you know, he's moving fast, maybe, you know, whatever. Um, and I got up and I just wanted to walk down there and just say hi, because that's what I would always do. And uh, get up, go down there. He's not, there's nobody in the building. And I know he did not go out the other ways because I could see the the glass door and I could hear him going down the long hallway. And I would have heard the other big door slam because you do. Um, and I just went down. He's There's nobody there. And I know he didn't go out through the, there was another exit down that way technically, but it was, there was a bunch of crap in the way and nobody was using it. Let me ask you this. It's hard to remember, I'm sure. Yeah. But the one thing about me when I would hear things on that side of the building, because the flooring on that side was not very sturdy. Yes. If somebody walked down the hallway, you'd feel it the yeah. whole side of the building. Did you get that with that experience as yes, well? Yes, I did. Yes, you know, I know. Exactly. You know, yep. and I, I didn't even think to, to mention that, but I did totally get that. You're right, because it, it was, you know, carpeted over this old floor. And that floor, it was almost like it reminded me of like in an old house, you know, almost where you could just feel somebody walking yep. down it and you knew which direction it was. Um, yep. Yeah. That was part of it. That's what made it so real because I was I thought nothing paranormal of it whatsoever until he wasn't there. And uh, but that was the most, I, I think, just interactive or or, um, you know, obvious audible sign ghost situation I ever had where I could hear those things just clear as day and nope, wasn't, wasn't not at all who I thought it was. Yeah. So yeah, it was interesting. Um, anyway, that's one that, that I have wondered about a little bit um, because uh, we're, we've talked about the idea of um, uh, hauntings where uh, we're haunting ourselves and it's not necessarily always having to be someone who's dead. And there were so many times that our news director, Greg, would take that exact path that I heard him walking down. And he was in a dead rush because there was some sort of breaking story that he wanted to get on before anybody else. And he was determined to do it. And I almost kind of wonder a little bit looking back on that one is, was that just that energy kind of I just heard it manifest itself by complete chance? You know, I think I think you're onto something there. And I think that whoever inhabits that building in the future, if it's not a radio station, they're definitely going to have the ghost of Greg Stenslin walking down that hallway. They always will. You yeah. know, but yeah, you're right. You know, the stuff we do every day, yeah. walking down that hallway to get that story on the air that gives off energy. That energy sticks around. I mean, it makes a lot yeah. of sense to me. And that's a path. I mean, that was like almost like, you know, you because during the day when he was there, you that would be exactly where he'd go. And that's what I wonder. And he was always just kind of had his determined walk when he was doing that. And that's exactly what it sounded like. So, yeah, I, yeah, I wonder if that's what that was. Anyway, uh, 855-853-4802 is our phone number at Real Ghost Stories Online. Let's go to a caller. Hi, you're on the air. Hello. 
Tony, Harper, Carol, Todd. <laughs> uh, my name's Gloria, and I just wanted to tell you a story about a house, a house that we moved into. Um, so we are in Santa Barbara, California. Uh, my husband, myself, and our two boys at the time they were um, they were very young. About uh, when we moved in, they were four and five years old. Um, we um, love the area. We love the house. Um, small, cozy. Uh, right up our alley. Um, it was everything that we wanted, and it was a very exciting time. You know, it's our first our first house uh, that we owned together. Um. So anyway, um, the house needed, needed a lot of uh, TLC, which we were happy to do. Um, we put our our boys in in one room, and um, they had yes bunk beds and or bunk bed just one. Um, I'm, and. And it, it it started pretty much immediately the the odd odd things going on around the house. Um, let's see. To start, my son that slept in the top bunk asked me one morning um, if I'd been in his room rubbing his back. And I told him I was not in his room, and his dad certainly wasn't either. Um, he said that uh, it woke him up, and he was so sleepy he didn't he didn't turn around. He just um, felt it. He felt the rubbing and went back to sleep. And I thought that oh, was kind of weird. Um, anyway, it happened with so much frequency that I um, started getting a little. A little concerned, uh, especially because it was worrying him. I, I told him that um, I'm sure that it's nothing. I tried to, I tried to dismiss the whole thing. Uh, my our dog also struggled in this house. Um, he refused to go into certain rooms. He. Um, would cower down if you called him, if you had a snack, you couldn't get him. You could not get him to come in to uh, the boys' room and a certain, a particular part of the, like through the kitchen. Um, you had to pass through the kitchen to get to another room and he just would not do it. Um, he, he, was, he was visibly scared um, I saw a shadow one one morning very very early um, it was still it was still dark out and my dog needed to go outside and so I got out of bed and I uh, followed him and as he went through the hall I saw him go through the hall and then a large shadow right behind him 
up against the wall. That freaked me out. Um, I'm trying to remember other other things. Well, it, it was it was so many different so many different episodes um, and incidences that I finally <laughs> I asked a neighbor about the story on the house. It was a neighbor that lived lives right next door, and I just wanted to know what she knew about about the house, about the people that lived there before here. And she said, and it was pretty freaking tragic, that the couple that lived here had three children, uh, two boys, just like ours. They slept in a bunk bed in the room that the boys sleep in. And um, that the wife at a fairly young age was diagnosed with cancer and it was terminal and so she was fading fast um they were preparing for the end when then the husband was uh also diagnosed with cancer and he ended up passing before the wife and then the wife shortly after that, it was like back to back. So it was pretty tragic. And then the kids were left as orphans. Um, I, I was shocked, absolutely shocked with that story. And then it, and then it suddenly hit me that, that the spirit of the parents are remembering their children and soothing our our boys in their beds, or the one anyway in his bed, um, and that they must be in the house. Um, so I started talking to them, and I asked them for some peace, and I told them that we love their home. He was, by the way, um, a contractor. He built the house, so there was a lot of attachment, I'm sure, to the home. They have their their stamp, their family stamp, all over the back. We found it in the in, in the cement, under the under a deck. Um, it, uh, the prints of all the family's hands, including a dog and a cat. Um, it's just touching and beautiful. Um, and then another time, a, a different a different time, I I was in the kitchen and there's a, a bay window and kids were playing in the house with a couple of friends and I saw a man walk right past that window so inside the yard right past the window and I I thought who's that what, what's going on I thought maybe it was a gas man someone uh, you know the first thought was gas man for some reason the man with uh, like a baseball cap on and um and so I went outside to ask him if, you know, he needed something. I honestly believe that I would encounter a man in the yard. And when I went out there, there was no one there. The gate wasn't open. It was nothing. So I asked the same neighbor. Um, I actually described 
what I'd seen, and she said I described him, the husband, uh, the owner, exactly, and that he also wore a baseball cap. So anyway, I just wanted to call that in, tell you my story. It 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 seems to be better. I feel like they know that we're we're absolutely uh, happy here and that we love his his home and and so i i feel like it, it's it's better so anyway that's my story thank you so much i love you guys love the stories and i look forward to them always have a good one bye thanks for sharing those uh experiences with us it makes me think about some of the stuff of the the homes that i've had or things where you, you find those remnants of uh, of the past. Uh, and sometimes you leave some of your own too, but we'll talk about that in a minute. What's your thoughts on this story before I go off the deep end with that? <laughs> well, it's uh, it's an awful sweet story. And I, I have to applaud her because um, sometimes when you have those experiences, when your son says that he's feeling somebody rubbing on his back or the dog is cowering a little bit, or maybe you're seeing shadows, I think the first response is, holy shit, you know, things are haunted. It's, it's bad. Yeah. And she did, I think the right thing. And she did a little research, um, you know, whether she's a hundred percent right or not, I don't think it matters. The fact that she reached out and had a conversation, uh, at least a one way conversation to say, Hey, we appreciate your home. We're kind of glad you're here. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, please be peaceful with us. Everything's going to be great. And things turned out great. She's got one heck of a great story there. And I'm sure, I can just tell by the way she's talking about the house. I bet you it's a, just a kick-ass house too. So oh, yeah. I, I applaud her for that. I, um, in uh, any house that I've done any remodeling work on or anything, I, I don't necessarily leave like the time capsule with like, oh, here's a friendly note and we're having a great, it's like, uh, like I, I'll like leave codes and things around <laughs> where it's like you, you misspell like murder and things of that nature or, <laughs> uh, you know, references to like horror characters like Annabelle was here. Um, all sorts of things. Um, I, I've, I've written behind fireplace hearths. Um, I'm trying to think underneath a lot of flooring. Um, <laughs> it's, there's all sorts of fun things I've hidden for people in the houses that, uh, that they now live in. <laughs> that I once did too. You're horrible. Like someday those poor people will be remodeling because everything had gone out of date and they're going to find yeah. something like that and going to have to have a priest come in and have the place clean, but for no reason, for no because reason. you were just being a jerk. For no reason. It's gonna... <laughs> I did some work on this. Uh, I, I do work on my houses too. And this is a, a house that I'm in now that was built in like uh, 1925 or so. Not the most extravagant house I've ever had, but um I they had had hardwood floors that they had put down fake floors on. Yeah. And so I can't live like that. No. So I determined I was going to take up all the old floors. Mm -hmm. Well, before they put down the new stuff, they took all these nails oh, God. and pounded them into the wood floor. So in order for me to have these refinished, I had to take all the nails out. Oh, God. So I would have to go downstairs and I'd have to look for the nails coming through the floor and have to hammer them up. So I, I found some cool stuff in homes before. This one took the cake. What did you find? Um, so I'm down there and I'm I'm literally on a ladder. You know, we were talking about this beforehand of not being able to see well because I'm getting older. So I've got these bright lights on and stuff. And 
I'm looking for these nails poking through. And if I could find it, I'd pound it back up and I do about, you know, a whole row of nails and then I go upstairs and pull them. So all of a sudden I've got my flashlight. I'm kind of looking to the next spot and something glimmers and catches my eye Mm -hmm. and it's up in the ductwork. So I climb up there and I reach back and I pull out a jar and it's, it's a jar of of marijuana. (laughs) Awesome. It was older people who lived here. So either their kids or grandma and grandpa loved their weed. And in order to hide it from the family, they stuck it up in the, uh, in the ductwork. So yeah, I didn't know how long it was up there. So I just, uh, I just threw it out. And of course, here's me. I'm thinking the cops are going to show up at my house because I find a jar of marijuana. So yeah, it is illegal up there still, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> Seriously, officer, I was just trying to pound the nails out of my floor. I don't know. I'm downtown. Uh, yeah, buddy. I'm coming up for Thanksgiving and that's, that's illegal now. I got out. I'm going to, I don't know what I'm going to do. Uh, <laughs> But uh, it's uh, that that's interesting to find that up in your uh, in your rafters. I had a house um, in my house in um, Wichita, uh, the last one that I was in. Uh, It was a rafter story. I was we're installing a, a light into the little closet thing underneath the stairwell. Yeah, it was me and my buddy that were in there doing that. And like he's doing something and I'm kind of I've had to like kind of be at a weird angle, like shooting the light up at him so he can see what he's doing. And uh, I said, did you put like your wallet up there or something? Like, no, he's talking about. And I reached up and there was a stack of hundreds. Oh, my God. I mean, it was I think it came up with like fourteen hundred, fifteen hundred bucks or so. Um, And it was like hidden money, like the previous owners. Somebody was hiding money on somebody and forgot that they left it in that house. And yeah, I was like, well, that's quite the find. Did you drink it away then afterwards? Is that would you like a party or something? No, I mean I I think um I think I gave my friend one of the hundreds and um you know because he was there <laughs> when we were doing and finding this and then um I don't know, we just threw it like into savings or something but um it was just kind of like a wow treasure hunt and then I started like really wondering like are there other stashes around this house Correct. too Correct. Never came across that. The only other, uh, fun surprise that we had was. Uh, a gerbil uh, that we had uh, jumped out and found a bunch of rat poison hidden behind a wall that we didn't know had rat poison hidden behind a wall. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. And so like, well, there you go. It's another fun surprise here. But um, it was an interesting house. The guy that, uh, that had it before us, he, he thought he could do a little bit of everything and none of it was ever like done quite right. Everything was like a little bit half-assed. And right. and so I had to like redo so many things because they were done wrong, um, but uh, overall it was a, it was a, I liked the house, but it was just one of those where you kept finding weird little things here and there. But eight five five eight five three forty eight zero two is our phone number at Real Ghost Stories Online. One more quick uh, letter here. So this happened when I was a teenager. Every year my parents would save up and take me and my little brother on vacation. Just for a few days, we'd gone further from home than we usually did for these vacations and had to stop midway on our way back. I don't remember what hotel we were in, a quality inn maybe, but we were uh, all in one room, our parents in one bed and me and my brother in the other. It was late. We're all exhausted from having traveled hours in the car, so we all fell asleep quickly. I woke up unexpectedly several hours later. 
I was not groggy. In fact, I was alert and felt the urge to quickly scan the room for something. Normally, I only wake up like that if I have heard a sound, although I do not remember hearing anything. My eyes snapped open. I saw a person in our room. They looked like a teenager in build, although they were wearing a somewhat baggy, dark-colored hoodie and a plain white mask with eye holes cut into it. They were just standing next to the far wall facing me. Did not feel like they were watching any particular person, more like they were just watching the room. I naturally jolted upright and screamed, Who the F are you? I tried to. I couldn't move. and did not actually stop me from trying to glare the stranger into submission. My family was in the room and my fear at seeing a masked intruder was mostly just fueling my rage at a threat to them. Strangely, even though all I had really done was open my eyes to glare at them, I got the impression that they had heard my earlier question. They began shaking their heads slowly at first, but steadily speeding up until it looked like someone had pressed fast forward on a video clip. It seemed to me like my anger had caught them off guard, or it was the fact that I'd woken up at all. The motion looked frantic and reactionary. Then they vanished. No blink, no fanfare, just there one moment and gone the next. Luckily, because of how tired I was at the time, I legitimately thought, jerk, and simply closed my eyes, falling back asleep. No one else spoke about any oddities during the night, so I just let it and didn't mention it to them. I know this sounds like a basic sleep paralysis experience, but to be clear, I had never had any sort of sleep paralysis and have yet to experience it again. I highly doubt it was a dream either, as I do not feel any strong emotions in my dreams, especially not fear or anger. Both of those wake me up almost as soon as they occur. I am not sensitive, and this is the only experience I've ever had that I can't truly explain to others or myself. What are your thoughts? Now, I you know I, it sounds like uh, it does sound like sleep paralysis, as they say it's it's supposed to be. Um, I don't know if I if sleep paralysis is always sleep paralysis, or if it's just an easy way for Western medicine to uh, describe something that they can't necessarily come up with another answer for. So, sure, I, if I if I woke up and there was somebody standing there in a baggy hoodie and stuff with a mask on. Mm-hmm. I mean, the first thing I would do is probably let loose my bowels. And then uh, I, I mean, I, I, I'd scream out just just like they did as well. Yeah. Sounds like a very freaky situation. Well, and you're trying to absorb what's going on and you're maybe right. not thinking paranormal either. It's like you think there's an intruder and then disappearing is what starts to make it, you know, paranormal. And then you go from that. It's like what just happened? Yep. And yeah, I mean, it just leaves you with more questions than answers. Thanks for sharing that uh, that experience with us. That is going to wrap up today's episode of Real Ghost Stories Online. If you like the show, keep us on the air. Become an extra podcast person. Sign up at ghostpodcast.com or patreon.com slash real ghost stories. Get access to all of the bonus episodes, advanced episodes. It's all there for you, all commercial free. Ghostpodcast.com or patreon.com slash real ghost stories. Until next time, for Todd and Tony, thanks for listening to Real Ghost Stories Online. <laughs>